Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Welcome, everyone, to another installment of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Billy Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. My name is Ryan. I'm one of your hosts. And to my right is a man who is still salty after Coach Prime and the University of Colorado were left out of the college football playoff. We got Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing tonight? I can't believe it. The Buffaloes were robbed. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I haven't. Uh, I haven't been following college enough to know, uh, as you well know. So, um, but I have been hearing. I think. I think Florida State. You know, the whole college. Uh, the whole college uh, system. I think somebody was saying it's designed so that even if even if you got five teams, there was five they were saying something like it, there's five major conferences. If one team from each of those conferences goes undefeated or is very good, it is designed so that one of them gets left out anyway. So there, uh, I think that was on the, the uh, Evan Canty and, or Evan Michelle and Chris Canty show this morning. I don't know, but they were talking about it, but I don't know enough about it, but I've always had beef for as an outsider looking in, I've always had a beef with the college football um, playoff system, but at least the, the, this like bracket system seems better than it used to be. I don't know. Well, I, I guess next year it's uh, going to be expanded. So hip, hip, hooray will avoid controversy, but then again, there'll be more controversy afterwards. <laughs> because the 13th team will get left out of the playoffs. They expand the 24 and the 25th. It's like it's like college basketball. You gotta, oh, yeah. Try, yeah. To stay, try, stay within, try to stay, uh, keep themselves in the conversation. And look, I got my own opinions about it. Maybe we'll talk yeah. about it a little bit more on 10 good minutes this week. I already Ooh. have a 10 good minutes 
with my buddy Josh Muller talking about the movie Lady Ballers. We, we did 10 good minutes plus. So go ahead and check oh, that man. out. Oh, man. I got to tune in for that. You got to tune in. I, I, I got to have you watch the movie with me sometime. So you, uh, you, can, you, can, you can be a, a, a good observer. You can make your observations about the movie itself. But yeah. <laughs> before we get into it, before we get into this week's episode, I just want to remind you about our Twitter, Instagram, and I actually used TikTok this week. <laughs> oh, whoa. whoa. Yeah. Let's stop without, the presses. <laughs> w- without without our, our faces, but uh, for the audio clip, I, I put a co- audio clip on the on the, uh, uh, on the on the tickety talkities. But you can follow us on no creds at no creds REQ, Facebook.com forward slash no creds REQ, YouTube.com forward slash at no creds REQ. And if you wouldn't mind, please like, comment share and subscribe on all our social media pro- all our social media platforms we would really appreciate it you can also find us on rumble where we tape we would take the recording from this episode we upload it and it's available to you on rumble just search for no credentials required on the podcast side subscribe to the podcast on apple podcast spotify speaker google play wherever you podcast rate and review five stars is the number of stars we would love to have you rate us at also if you're able to on a platform that can support reviews leave us a review we might even read it on the air and engage with the show we want to read your comments i'm going to play the most wonderful graphic the most wonderful the most wonderful chime of the season see what i did there (laughs) oh yeah hey oh and as i said this is a live show we want you to engage with the show leave us your comments we didn't get too many, too many, too many of them last week because we had a lot of them in the chat, and I just couldn't keep up. So we're gonna, and we wanted to keep the conversation rolling too. So yeah, but this week we'll try to get them in as many as possible. But we're gonna start with NFL Week 13 and the biggest upset from the week. There were plenty. Of, there were actually quite a few games that you could constitute as upset. But Dustin, why don't you go ahead and lead off and tell us, tell us, tell the people. But what's your biggest upset of the week was? Well, for me, I was I was all set. I had my upset pick all fired up. But then I sat down um, on Sunday night, and I was dividing my time between The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's right. I'm behind on that game. And also watching Mike Tirico and, 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 uh, and Collinsworth call the Green Bay and the Chiefs game. And I would say... I said last week on these very airwaves, I said, if Jordan Love can do it against the Chiefs, that will go a long way in proving that this Packers turnaround, and specifically Jordan Love's turnaround, is for real. Well, he proved it against the Chiefs. He tossed three touchdowns. He he looked very crisp. He looked he looked good. The Packers were able to move the ball on this Chiefs defense. The Chiefs, meanwhile, I can't describe it, Ryan. I can't describe it because I mentioned earlier in the season, we both talked about it extensively. Is there something wrong with the Chiefs' offense? And I think I think uh, by their standards, yes, there is. And I, I can't really put my finger on what it is. Sometimes it seems like Patrick Mahomes – He's not on the same page with some of his receivers. I, I know the answer. I know the answer. Ooh, ooh, pick me. Oh, pick I'll me. call on you. Front row, Mr. Mr. Ryan McCarthy. Uh, yes, it's a, it, the problem is Matt Nagy. 
And he's the offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, that could be a part of the problem. And also part of it is by Pat by Patrick Mahomes standards, he is not having a year that he typically has. He only managed to throw one touchdown in this game and he also threw an interception and his yardage total I have to go to my handy dandy notes it was it was almost shocking to see what he what he threw in this game he I think he only managed uh let's uh, see here oh where's my biggest upset uh 200 210 yards and one touchdown one interception yes there it is and the, and the thing was for for him that's a down that's a down game. I'm sorry, he's a victim of his own success. And the and the other thing is Isaiah Pacheco ran very well in this game. He rushed for 110 yards, but he went down during this game. So we'll have to see what his status is. I mean, the Chiefs are in a little bit of trouble here and conversely, the Packers are playing themselves right back into contention a little bit in into the playoffs and possibly I mean I don't think they'd catch the Lions but they're not out of it yet uh so so this was this was a big upset for me because even even with all the other factors that we that we just discussed I would not have thought that the Green Bay Packers would be able to beat the Chiefs at home uh, Wise checking in with us in the chat, and because Wise has checked in, I got to I got to play I got to play that PSA that we Please all love, do. Love, love. The following is a public service announcement from Wise El Jefe, Boston. This has been a public service announcement from Wise El Jefe. Always good to see you, Wise. Always good. Always good to see you, Wise. Well, my biggest upset of the week it was the Cardinals over the Steelers. And this was a unique game because we had not only one, but two weather delays. We had one at halftime, and then we had one, I think, five minutes into the third quarter right after the Cardinals had scored their touchdown and went up 17-3. to So there was a significant weather delay there. They start, they restart. I think they restarted the game at 430. They did. They did that game didn't end until about six o'clock. Yeah, it it was very weird because if you were watching on Red Zone, like like I was, yeah, and I know football. you were right. Yeah, bonus football on Red Zone. It yeah. became it was funny because it was an early window game that became a late window game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, and I have thoughts about staggering games for the one o'clock and the four o'clock. Well, I'll talk about that another time. But I mean, the Steelers looked really really good the week before against the Cincinnati Bengals granted they didn't have Joe Burrow in the lineup we'll talk about them in a little bit a little while but the Steelers offense looked they, they out yes they outgained the Cardinals they outgained the Cardinals by I think another by I think about 50 or 60 yards in this game total yards but they couldn't put the ball in the end zone they couldn't capitalize on their scoring plus on top of that Kenny Pickett hurts his ankle before before halftime, and he's nowhere. He's he's lost for the game, and he had to rely on Mitchell Trubisky, oh. first round pick of the Chicago Bears. Another another Bears callback right there. Mm-hmm. It'll rely on him and his talents, and yeah, they score a touchdown. But other than that, they're not moving the ball down the field. They're not doing very well. 
and they're put that I mean they're moving the ball downfield but they're not scoring they're not capitalizing on their opportunities meanwhile on the flip side of the ball the Cardinals they got 150 yards rushing and they got 105 yards and two touchdowns from James Conner yes coming back to Pittsburgh for the first time since he signed with them as a free agent being going back to his old hometown where he played at Pitt at uh, for the Pitt Panthers and in NCAA football and played for the played for the Steelers for the first four or five seasons of his career, goes to Arizona. He's a star running back there. He, he came back from injury, runs for 100, over 100 yards and two touchdowns. And I, I guess you would say a revenge – I wouldn't say a revenge game, but just kind of a welcome back game. Yeah. And amazingly, amazingly, Dustin, the Steelers still occupy the number five seed <laughs> in, the, in the AFC playoff race, but – if Kenny Pickett's gone long term and the Steelers move the ball, but they can't find a way to put the ball in the end zone, I don't see them going to the playoffs at all. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why, you know, at the beginning of the year, I did not pick the Steelers to be very good at all. And they have they have shocked me um, with their record and, and some of the wins that they've gotten more power to them. But then you start looking at their yardage totals that during some of their their wins, they were outgained by every single opponent. And then there was one key play, Ryan, that I saw in this uh, Pittsburgh Cardinals game, and it was a um, – they tried to put it into the end zone with Najee Harris, on, and, and the Cardinals defense stepped up and, and stopped them. They couldn't – the Steelers could not put the ball in the end zone – and I said, if they can't get the ball in against the Cardinals defense with Najee Harris, uh, the Steelers are are in trouble here. The, this this scoring problem is real. Maybe it wasn't all Matt Canada. We, the, we'll have to see. Blame Canada. <laughs> well, well, you can't blame can't you can't blame Matt Canada now, Steelers fans. Sorry, it's yeah. more on your players than it is the personnel behind the players calling the plays. Biggest disappointment, Dustin. I have a feeling that we both have them in the same in this category. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles and San Francisco 49ers game. I thought this game was gonna be much better mm-hmm. than it than the score line predict the, and the score line set. I thought that I thought this is gonna be a back and forth game. I thought it was gonna be a great a solid game between both defenses. They both have solid defenses. If offenses can move the ball down the field, and the Eagles had a shot of proving once and for all that they're hands down the best team in the NFL. But unfortunately, like the real thing, the Eagles laid a tremendous egg on national television in front of a national television audience, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. They do it at home, and they get absolutely stopped on by a 49ers team who gained 456 yards total offense, including Brock Purdy throwing for over 300, Debo Samuel having an outstanding game, Mm-hmm. I think they'll just score another touchdown on the Eagles. <laughs> and the 49ers score touchdowns on not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, six consecutive drives. That's unheard of in today's NFL. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, for all the reasons that you just laid out and these two teams, they do not like each other. There was a tussle between some 49ers, the Eagles security. There were, there was a bunch around this game. This was my most anticipated matchup. And from the Eagles standpoint, they just didn't deliver. 
There's there's no other way to slice it. And this is why this is why I've said at points, and I'm not sitting here pat, patting myself on the back. You've said it as well, Ryan, that the the Eagles, they look good. They had a lot of victories, but they just don't look quite the same as they did last year. There's something that's a little there's something that's a little different. And um the Tush Push. It's a big success. They're the reason why it's happening. They're the experts. They're the ones pulling it off. But there are teams, I mean, I thought that they they would be able to stand toe-to-toe with anybody. And the 49ers were talking a lot of trash after last year's um, championship game loss. But the 49ers were more ready to play. There was talk from both teams coming into this one. The 49ers were ready to play. They proved it. They looked like they look like without question the most complete team in the NFC right now. And if not the entire NFL, the 49ers are going to be a big problem to deal with. And uh, yeah, it's just, you you can't go out on national TV and lay an egg like that. If the Eagles had been super competitive, as we know that they can be, we'd be singing a different tune today. We'd say, Oh, we can't wait for the rematch. This is going to be amazing. But Mm. But this this was disappointing, and I know there are some Eagles fans. I remember I remember last year when when uh, when Jared came on the on the show from the Corner Booth podcast, and he's a mm-hmm. huge Eagle fan, and he's more knowledgeable yep. about that team than I'll ever be. And he said they do have a tendency to lay some eggs sometimes. They're just they'll lose against these these random teams. But this 49ers loss this felt different to me. This was not like. This was not like losing to the Jets, and you're like, "How did that happen?" This 49ers loss was a was a mud hole stomping, as Jr. used to say. Yeah, exactly. And because you know, we, it's it's just there, there's going to be a rubber match down the road. I was, was, was listening to Snowman yesterday. I wasn't on his show yesterday because I had a tight time window because of a meeting at work. But uh, he had he made an observation in that the this is not the real rematch they want that the Eagles uh, 49ers fans wanted to see, or at least, at least in his mind, did not want to see. He says the real matchup is going to come in January when either they, they meet in Philadelphia or in Santa Clara, depending on how both teams do down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if he's right. I wonder if he's right about that because of the way the 49ers looked on Sunday. Oh, deal. Oh, wait, this just in, this just in. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Samuel just scored another touchdown, but uh, it it it's uh, these are the two best teams in the NFC, and, and I know yeah. mm-hmm. Julie's in the audience. She's in the comment section. She's going to say, "Hey, wait, wait, wait a second. What about the Detroit Lions?" Well, well, they're a good team too. They have some issues right now. Uh, I mentioned last week. I think they're playing down to their opponents. It almost happened again on Sunday when they're up yes against the Lions against the Saints, and they almost blew that lead altogether. Yeah, because I was gonna pencil that in. I was, I was champing at the bit because I'm like, this is gonna be the biggest upset. I can't even believe this. And then the Lions ended up coming away with that that victory. Yeah. And, yeah. Never, and the, never, never underestimate, never underestimate the Saints' ability to give up the ball <laughs> at, at crucial t- to to, yeah. to turn, turnover at crucial times. Yeah, I got. Yeah. It. But yeah, this this game was my biggest disappointment because not for for a myriad of reasons. Number one, it was a highly anticipated matchup 
It was a rematch from the from the NFC Championship game. At number two, I expected the Eagles to put up a bigger fight. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure, pretty much sure you did. I'm pretty sure Eagles fans did. I'm pretty sure most of America who was watching that game did. Unless you unless you watch Red Zone, you're going back and forth between all the other games. Uh, well, two games, the other two games that were going on. But honestly, who's watching Carolina and Tampa? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that ended up being not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because when I saw that that was in the late window, I was like, oh, man. But that, oh, God. It, it, ended up, it ended up being okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta bring out Winston, Chauncey Winston and his crew to uh, <laughs> congratulate the, uh, the the basis appointment of the week. Oh, there you go. Nice timing there. I'll try nice my best timing. imitation. Next, next week, I'll have to have a highball glass with, the more, with some apple juice in it just to give, make an imitation of that. <laughs> no, man. We'll, 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 have, to, we'll have to do a, a special episode where we actually have whiskey and you do the pours. No one will be able to survive that one. Oh, God. We <laughs> are highest or lowest rating show ever. <laughs> well, we move on from, from disappointments. Over to the most entertaining game, and Dustin, I'm gonna have you lead. I'm gonna have you lead off because uh, you have you you wanted. I'm pretty sure you want to talk about a certain football team in the Pacific Northwest that had a pretty exciting game on Thursday night. I do, I do, and my heart still hurts because I thought I was I was I was hoping against hope. I said my boys are gonna pull off the upset here, and I was like, this is going to be a great upset. But then. Pete Carroll did something that I just I don't understand and I've been wait I've been itching Ryan to talk to you as you say this was not a Thursday night football game this no, was a Thursday was night football game this thing ended up being and there were a lot of good games this week I vacillated back yeah. and forth whether to actually pick this game and because I'm like people are going to think I'm just picking it but this game did not have a single punt. Both quarterbacks, both quarterbacks threw for three touchdowns. Gino had that one interception. Uh, Dak did not have an interception. That ended up being one of the difference makers. Um, DK Metcalf went off. He had three touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb destroyed the Seahawks, torched them for 116 yards. He had touchdowns. Tony Pollard ran for 68 yards and one touchdown. Zach Charbonneau on the other side, 60 yards and a touchdown. These teams, these teams were going back and forth, but then and 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 the Seahawks actually led at half. I was mystified, right? I was mystified. So I I I was somewhere else. I hurry home. I'm like, I'm gonna watch the end of this game on the big screen. I gotta watch it on the big screen TV. I get all excited. I run into the door. Seahawks are still leading. I'm like, good. I didn't miss much while I was driving home. And then Pete Carroll does something that I think is starting to become an epidemic in the NFL. I don't know if Pete Carroll didn't want to punt the ball because the, there had been no punts in the game prior to that. I don't know if he didn't trust this de- his defense to get a stop, because clearly they couldn't stop anybody. The Cowboys were scoring at will on them. But on the flip side, Poor a, lot of people, 
a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people, we'll get to this a little later in the show, but a lot of people consider the Cowboys defense to be very good. Uh, but the Seahawks, let me tell you, that offense was prepared for them because the Seahawks did not have any problems until late in the game. And that was when uh, I believe it was Mika Parsons got through the line. Uh, Micah Parsons got through the line and um, and and was in Geno's face. And he kind of was on his back foot through the ball high and it got picked. It got it got. Uh, oh, that's the wrong play. I'm thinking of the play that he missed Lockett on. This is the fourth down. There's seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Seahawks, fourth down. They have the lead. Pete Carroll goes for it with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Stop this madness. I don't care what the analytics say. Sometimes you got to punt the ball. Punt it. (laughs) Screw the analytics. (laughs) Punt the ball, Pete. It was okay to have one punt in that game because who knows? You might have come out with the victory because guess what you did? You gave the Cowboys a short field, and Dak promptly scored immediately. They came back and scored immediately because they couldn't stop C.D. Lamb, and I believe it was their tight end that scored on that play. But I'm like, Pete, you caused this. Who goes for it with seven minutes? <laughs> seven minutes left with the hey, lead. Campbell, just kidding. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop this madness, this analytics fourth down madness. So but. what you're saying, so what you're saying is Pete Carroll went full Aaron Boone. And he <laughs> never went full Aaron Boone. <laughs> he did. He did. And it was so disappointing to me because I had hope, but it was still a very entertaining game. But enough of my prattling. I am very excited to hear about your most entertaining game. Because there were a lot well, this week. You know, I, I almost put Broncos t- Texans in yes. the most exciting game of the week. I because entertaining entertaining game of the week, and I had my eye on that game specifically. Let's go back to listen to last last week's show. Mm-hmm. But this week, I decided. I said, you know what? This game really intrigued me throughout the entire time I was watching Red Zone in the, in the early afternoon for the early afternoon games, and that was Colts Titans. Yeah. This AFC South is turning into an (laughs) exciting division to watch with the exception of the Titans. Yeah. Um, But between we talked about, and we talked about last week, Jaguars, Titans, excuse me, the the Texans and the Colts are in a three-way race for first place in that division. And you couldn't say the Texans would be in the discussion at at the beginning of this season. We mm-hmm. we thought we we talked about it in our in our in our uh, NFL preview. We thought the the Jaguars, the NFC South, the AFC South, is the Jaguars' division to lose. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's kind of looking the case because you got two teams, the Colts and the Texans, who are nipping at their heels, especially after the, the fact that they lost on Monday night. But I picked this game solely because the Colts were down ten in the second quarter fight their way back in, take the lead on a blocked punt touchdown, which turned into a two points for the Titans after an interception return for the score on a two-point conversion. <laughs> and then the Colts block another punt, but, it's act, but it actually was ruled a fumble. And unfortunately, the, te- the Titans punter, I can't, I don't know his name, off the top of my head, suffered a horrific injury. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that I looked terrible. Fibula, he broke his fibula, and Nick Folk had to come in and punt, and he didn't do too bad of a job. No, but this was 
this was a back and forth game. Titans come back to rally midway through the fourth quarter. They go to overtime. Titans kick a field goal. Then Uncle Rico, Uncle Rico. <laughs> um, old Gardner Minshew old, himself. Gardner Minshew for the four-yard touchdown to Michael Pittman. They, they win it in a walk-off, and they remain in the playoff. They remain in playoff contention. And and I guess you could say the same thing. You couldn't say you couldn't say this about the Colts either, that they would be in the discussion for not only no. a playoff spot. They actually sit in the seventh playoff spot. They own the tiebreaker over Houston based on head-to-head win percentage. I think I think I think the Colts have a one. I think they won their first matchup against them. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the AFC South is going to be an exciting. It's going to be exciting coming down the stretch. Yeah, yeah. And like you, Ryan, I was really keyed in on that game. I've had an extra eye on the AFC South because of the way it's been. And and let's not forget, too, in, in that game, the reason that it went to overtime is because the Titans – because their puncher because their puncher was injured, old Ryan Tannehill had to come in. He had to be the holder oh, on the on that, the on the field goal and uh, on the extra point. The extra point. They yeah, the score they're going for the lead. Yeah, and you see the, the the ball just yep, and it hooked right like over my, there. Hooked like my golf shots. <laughs> but and and I don't want to presume. I don't want to presume, Ryan, but I think I know your pick for coach of the year right now, and I'll say what mine is. Mine's D'Amico Ryan with the with the job that he's done in Houston with that Texans team. But you could – I'm going to throw two other names at you, and I'm going to see – I think you could make an argument for Shane Steichen because yep, you just said – same thing. Yep. You just said that, that Indy – no one expected them to have the record that they have dealing with the injuries that they have. And the other pick I'm going to throw out there – is uh, well there's actually there's actually two other picks and they're both they both reside in the same division and it's crazy but my NFC West opponents Jonathan Gannon has had the Cardinals looking competitive in every single game and especially now that now that they have uh Kyler Murray back say what yep. you will about him but he is a weapon and now they have James Conner back because if I'm not mistaken he dealt with some injuries and look what happens there you know they could get a couple more wins and also you got to tip your hat to Sean McVay because the Rams mm-hmm. I certainly didn't expect the Rams to have the kind of record that they do um yeah, not, the, not the running the football and they're yeah. running it actually fairly well yeah Kyron Williams looking good but yeah. it, it's, I mean, there are a lot of coaches doing a lot of good, a lot of great things this year in the NFL. But I think, I think D'Amico Ryan's is still, he's my early front runner for coach of the year. Well, we're going to take a commercial break, but first let's take a quick gander at the comments section. Checking in first is our buddy Wonka the Sane saying, trying to be judgmental <laughs> about you guys being on TikTok, but I honestly, I don't know what it is. It's a, uh, it's a CCP psyop. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> oh, my, man. That former intern said, hey, you should be on TikTok, and I barely use it. <laughs> he's the one who got me on it and did all the clips, and unfortunately, he's he's gone. Yeah. Uh, and for his upset of the week, of course, he says the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll talk about the Bengals coming mm-hmm. up in the next segment. Julie checking in says, I'm just happy it wasn't the Lions being, I believe she said, the biggest upset uh, or the biggest disappointment. 
I think, yeah. I think it was the biggest upset. So she's happy yeah. with the Lions again. Julie, I think you should personally send Jameis Winston a bouquet of flowers because, <laughs> because he, he, whenever he comes in, he makes it entertaining, but he always finds a way. He always Jameis, finds a way to lose the game for Jameis for Winston. The always keeps it interest. Always keeps it entertaining. It's not. He, it's not. It's uh, not one. It's, it's. 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 There's no two ways about it. Yeah. She also says, "Also screw Jordan Love and the Packers," uh, and she also agrees with your observation about Patrick Mahomes. She says, "My fantasy team says yes. Patrick Mahomes is killing me." Yeah. <laughs> Wonka, Kevin, always good to see you too. Yeah, thanks, Monaco. And uh, and Julie, uh, Kevin Wilson from Belly Up Fantasy Sports says Packers turnaround is re- very real. They are a playoff team. Well, yeah. uh, look, look at the standings right now. They do own the seventh spot just right in front of the Rams and your Seahawks. So mm-hmm. uh, they are definitely in contention. We've already said to why, say hi to Wise. Uh, Julie says we, we aren't talking about the Packers contending. Uh, <laughs> yes, we are. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> she also said I need some shred of positivity here. Well, I don't have any. I don't have. A, I don't have a shredder or any positivity I can like. Make, you know, make <laughs> we, for you. But, we need yeah. Kevin Nash to dress up as Super Shredder. But but anyway, uh, <laughs> I will say I will say I for one, even though the Lions have looked a little shaky, they've still restored the roar. We still believe. We still believe they'll make. I, I'm hoping they'll win that division. I they'll make the playoffs for sure. But I, I think mm-hmm. they've got that division. Uh Julie agrees with us that the that the uh Eagles Niners was the biggest disappointment for us uh, for for the week. Lions trying to get the two seed friggin' Eagles. Uh she also <laughs> says Zach Charbonnet used to play for Michigan, I think. Actually, Zach Charbonnet played at UCLA. Yeah, I was you gonna say he was a Kenneth, you might be thinking of Kenneth Walker the third who played at Michigan State. Yes, yes. Number nine, we miss him. Number number nine. Number nine, <laughs> number nine he and, runs the and ball. She also said that, and, and she also says that uh, uh, she would send Jimmis Winston an edible arrangement. <laughs> and Walco per- presents a really interesting question. How long will the Dolphins hang on to the number one seed in the AFC? Well, I don't well, think it's going to be too long. Let, I don't think it's going to be too long either, because based on their schedule, who they got coming up? The Dolphins. They, they played the command, like the, the command skins, and stomped them on Sunday. Yeah. So this is their schedule coming up: Titans. That's a win. Mm-hmm. Jets. That's a win. Hey, we don't know for sure. No. <laughs> so, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, uh, Brett. Brent Rippin season very very soon apparently. Oh geez, they, they released him. They released him. They released Tim Boyle and they they just released Tim Boyle and they signed Brett Rippin this afternoon. They should have gone out and gotten Joe Flacco because hey, Joe Flacco looked pretty good in that Browns Rams game. For you know, <laughs> they, oh. they, he could be keeping him afloat right now. He was on the so, Jets. Yeah, yeah, he was. I would have signed him. I would have signed him after Week One. But here's the rest of the Dolphins' schedule. So the Titans, Jets, and their last three opponents are over 500. They have not beaten a team over 500 this year. Mm-hmm. They have the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. So they got to run that gauntlet yeah. for the last three weeks of their schedule. That's going to so be tough. I, I think. Look, right now you got the Jaguars and the Chiefs 
behind them in the in the wild card and not the wild card in the playoffs in the playoffs uh, positioning. So Miami's number one. Actually, Baltimore. We forgot. We forgot about the Ravens. Yeah, we forgot about the Ravens. I totally yeah. forgot about the Ravens because they were gonna buy with about week. the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, they were they were to buy with this week, so I totally forgot about them. Um, but I think I think if the Ravens run the table, they could beat. I think they have a chance to beat Miami and beat them soundly because I'm still I, I I'm still not impressed with Miami. Mm-hmm. I'm still not impressed with them. If they can beat a, a team over 500, fine, I'll be impressed. But they haven't done it yet. Same with the Cowboys. Same about the Cowboys. I mean. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. Seattle was their only. Seattle and the were, Jets are the only teams they had beaten with an over five hundred. They were over five hundred. Yeah. Granted, it was week two, but the Cowboys beat the Jets. But still, um, yeah. Anyway, no. You you yeah. pointed it out. You pointed it out. They have been unable to do that, and until they do that, the the Dolphins, for as good as they as good as they have looked in pockets, they have to they have to prove it, and they haven't proven it. You know, I was high on the Dolphins' defense coming into the season because they had made some big signings. I thought they improved. I, I, I think Josh McDaniels is the real deal as a head coach, but they clearly have that old classic, you know, oh, this is a finesse Mike team. Mike McDaniels did it Oh, again. man, I did it again. This is terrible. <laughs> this is becoming a thing. Is it a bit? No one will ever know. No one will ever know. But Josh McDaniels, uh, Josh McDaniels just Mike got in contact McDaniel. No, no, hold on, hold on. Because <laughs> okay, Josh McDaniels okay. just got in contact with me, and he said, hey, don't ever talk about the Patriots like that again. But we weren't talking about the Patriots, Josh. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> but, but Mike McDaniel, yes, he is the real deal as a head coach, but they do have that, they do have that finesse label attached to them, for lack of a better term. Like, they can't. They can't survive being punched. They can't counterpunch. They can run you off the field, but they have to punch first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So we're going to take our first commercial break. We come back. We're going to wrap up the rest of NFL Week 13. Stick around. Hey, everyone. It's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Billy Up Sports. Seat Geek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. So if you're looking for a great gift for your loved one this season, because tis the season, as you can see with the wallpaper behind you, if you're watching right. live yeah, or on yeah. replay, season's greetings from No Credentials Required and Belly Up Sports and Godzilla Media. Look, if you need a love ticket, you need a present for a loved one, a great gift for a loved one this year, get them tickets. Sporting events, you know, bowl season. Bowl season, we talked about the college football playoff earlier in the show for just a brief, brief moment. Mm-hmm. Bowl, it's bowl season. It's bowl season, baby. NFL, National Hockey League, NBA, the NBA Cup. <laughs> Ryan, uh, that's the highlight of my sports year. I don't know why you keep uh, going after it. What me throwing up? What me throwing up in my mouth when I said the NBA? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, college football again. College football. College basketball. Uh, but not only sporting, but not just sporting events. Again, like like the handsome man in the commercial says, musicals, 
Broadway shows, comedies, anything that requires a box office ticket, you can find it at SeatGeek, and you save $20 off your first order of $50 or more with the promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout. You can get yourself some, get some really great gifts for your loved ones with some with some tickets to, go, to some great events and save some money in the process. Again, SeatGeek.com, promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout. 20 bucks off your first order of $50 or more. Most notable performance from week 13. And I'm going to start off with this one. And we have, it's funny that Wonko the Saints said Broncos, not the Broncos, the Bengals as Bengals. his first as his mm-hmm. upset of the week, uh, him being a Bengals fan and all. So I, my most notable performance, I usually like to go off the beaten track when it comes to notable performances, but this week, this one stuck out on my mind as probably the most notable performance of the week. That's Jake Browning. And Jake Browning had a great rebound game after an atrocious game in his first NFL start against the Steelers last week. This week, he comes into Jacksonville, hostile crowd in Duval, and he rebounds with a great effort on Monday Night Football on a national stage. Uh, this is out, these are outstanding statistics. 32 of 37. 354 yards, only one touchdown, but that's because Joe Mixon ran for two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. But Jake Browning also ran for 22 yards and scored a rushing touchdown. So Jake Browning gets my most noble noble performance of week 13. Dustin, who was your most noble performer? Well, I had a lot. I had a lot to choose from this week. I'm going to, I'm going to show you a little bit how the sausage was made. I was sitting there. I was I had, I was thinking maybe Jake Browning. Then I'm like maybe Jordan Love. He looked pretty good against the Chiefs. And then I was thinking I I should go off the book and I should go Derek Derek Stingley because he had two two uh, picks on Russell Wilson mm-hmm. in that Broncos game. And I'm thinking I don't really shout out defensive players. But then th- I started thinking and I go, you know what? If you talk as much trash as Debo Samuel did calling James Bradbury trash, Mm -hmm. normally we're going to call you out for that type of thing, but not when you turn around and shred the team. I mean, he, (laughs) he backed up the trash talk, you know, and, and for me, that's why he gets my nod for the week. He got, he caught, I think two passing touchdowns. He also ran it and ran it in. He was all over the field. He was just – anytime you looked up, he had the ball. He was running. And um, it reminded me of and, – and let me take you back in a time machine. But do you remember – do you remember when Chad Ochocinco, at that time still known as Chad Johnson, do you remember when he got the whole Brown secondary Pepto-Bismol and then proceeded to torch them the entire game? Do you also mm-hmm. remember when he claimed he was faster than a horse and then he beat the horse in a sprint? And do you also remember when <laughs> when Chad Johnson, oh man, I forgot what I forgot what his last thing was because I I got all sidetracked by the beating of the horse. But Chad Johnson was the type of player as much as you loved him or hated him, he was talented enough to back up his trash talk. He, yeah. So whenever whenever somebody backs it up like that, you can't hate on him. Debo was unbelievable this week. Yeah, yeah, I I don't disagree there. 
And oh wait, oh wait, I have, I have additional breaking news for you, Dustin. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, Debo Samuel just scored another touchdown. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, I am not looking forward to this week. My, my <laughs> dump trucked. It's just going to be real bad. Real, this is going to be real bad because let me tell you, that Seahawks defense wasn't stopping anybody. <laughs> yeah, well, at least at least the 49ers won't ruin your Thanksgiving. Let's just yeah, that. yeah. Let's just like, they, like they did before. <laughs> it's gonna be so bad again. Hottest individual take of the week, and actually, Dustin, Dustin, before the show, oh. as a promo on our Instagram and Twitter accounts. Again, you can find us at, at @nocritsreq on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, during on Sunday, I was perusing social media, and uh, I got Wise and Mayor telling me, "What are you doing that for?" <laughs> I told you about that. I told you about perusing social media. But I, I said, I this, this stuff, this, I don't find this stuff. This stuff finds me. Yeah. And I happened to come across this tweet from one Skip Bayless. <laughs> and oh my God. Oh, oh, I, I I'm going to share it and read it. And we're just going to have a ball for a good three to five minutes talking about this tweet. And by the way, I, I, I must add, for the for the Seattle Dallas game, it's not. It's Dallas had a distinct advantage playing on Thursday the week before. Mm-hmm. That should never happen again for the NFL. You can't play two Thursdays. You shouldn't have to play two Thursdays in a row. I think that there's an advantage there by the by the cow by the uh, Cowboys, but that's just not me. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Cowboys, let's look at this. God awful hot take, hot mess of a take. It's a steaming hot pile of something. It's a steaming hot pile of skip. <laughs> yes. Oh. And I quote. I don't have I don't have a skip Bayless impression yet. I have to work on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said all week the 49ers are much better than the Eagles, but if the Cowboys have the good fortune of seeing the 49ers in the playoffs, the Cowboys will win this time. Had to say, had to say it like that because he put it in all caps. Yeah. <laughs> time will be the playoff charm. Oh, close quote. I'm like a horse. I'm like a horse ready to come out of the starting gate because this is one <laughs> of the most ridiculous things I have ever seen. Especially when you said, when did he tweet this? He tweeted tweeted this this at at 7.22 p.m. on Sunday. So that was, let me, let me, let me go back and and do some, some, some math. That was after the Thursday night game, was it not? That was after the Thursday night game. And just as the, uh, just after America's game of the week was wrapping up. Yes. Now, I don't mean to cut into your time, counselor, but let me let me let me just uh, okay. I'll put I'll put you as the judge in this scenario, Your Honor. How can this man say this? How can he say it with a straight face when his vaunted Cowboys defense just went in and got torched by my Seahawks offense? Which I will say, as as a Seahawks fan, the 49ers' offense is miles ahead. 
of where the Seattle Seahawks are. Now, Coach Carroll has done a good job. I think Shane Waldron has been, has been doing a good job up there in Seattle. And I am hoping still that they will find a way to get into the playoffs. But he comes out there and spews this garbage when the Seahawks nearly upset the Cowboys and the 49ers are a much better team than the Seahawks. You do not want to see the 49ers, Cowboys fans. You do not want to see them because – your defense couldn't stop, which some people were saying, and I'll say it. In the, in periods of this season, I thought the Cowboys looked like one of the best defenses in the NFL. Well, they certainly weren't stopping Geno Smith and DK Metcalf, and they and they didn't really bottle up Zach Charbonneau that much. I just this is ridiculous. Your thoughts, sir? I uh, I will. Uh, uh... These comments will be noted in front of the court. Um, <laughs> Annabelle, Annabelle, our court reporter, please take that. Please take those notes and give them back to the court. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> Thank you, Annabelle. <laughs> no, but this is a ridiculous. This is this is stupid. This is just an awful take because, like, we discussed it in our last segment. I've said this all season long. The Cowboys have beaten what two we, we, we talked about two teams that have over 500 records when they meet them mm-hmm. the cowboys already met the 49ers on a sunday night and <laughs> absolutely had a muddle stop to jr and thank you stone cold steve austin this team is is they, they won't beat the 49ers in the in the playoffs no. they be the 49ers for the third to, they will not be, beat the 49ers unless they bring back let's have the good fortune of bringing back some of the 1992 uh dallas cowboys of troy aikman michael irvin emmett smith moose johnson all those guys nate newton all those guys if you bring them back, I mean, like, don't bring them back now because they're in their fifties and sixties, respectively, and they'll probably get tranced all over the field, like, yeah. in, <laughs> like in that, like in that Doritos commercial. Well, um, Nate Newton would be relaxed because was he the one that had like a like a moving truck full of weed? I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> I think he got busted with that. It was either him. It was either him or Leon Lett. I, I oh can't remember. <laughs> but no, the, this team, the, the Cowboys are equipped to get to the playoffs. They are not equipped to get far in the playoffs, unlike the 49ers, unlike the Eagles. This team's not equipped to be a Super Bowl champion. This team is equipped to get them as far as they will go, and that is the wild card round and maybe the divisional round. After that, I don't see this 49ers team ever, I mean, not ever, but this this season at being a contender. I mean, they they because they're running to 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 into at least two teams that are better than them. I would dare say Detroit is better than them. They got their own issues to figure out. But no, this team's not equipped to go past the divisional round. I'm sorry, ski up. Yeah, but that's just how it is. I'm yeah. sorry. You can take your bias and you can be dismissed. Yeah, I don't. I I I don't understand this. Um as I've already said, but the, the other thing is, and I want to, I want to emphasize here. I'm not taking shots at Dak Prescott. He has been an unbelievable, he has been on an unbelievable run and he is a huge reason why the Cowboys have looked, 
have looked better because Dak, he, he said he was going to throw under a certain amount of uh, interceptions this year. And so far he's backing it up. He's shutting a lot of people up. But mm-hmm. the thing is, they're not, you just said it, they're not as complete a team as the Eagles nor the 49ers. And to say that after you almost got beat by the Seahawks, and I would I would say if Pete Carroll did not go for it on fourth down with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter with a lead, you might not have won that game, Skip. Skip. Before we go to our next commercial break, Victor Locke. Or Fikala say so. But just I was about to ask, was this from the Moronic Republic of Cowboys Nation? Then I saw it was from Skip Bayless, <laughs> mayor of the Moronic Republic. I would dare say Skip Bayless is the let's see, king, the king of the Moronic Republic of Cowboys Nation <laughs> on his throne. I also ask, are also how are you, gentlemen? Doing doing very oh, well. We're doing Victor, well, thank you. Thank you. Asking. And he also says the international Irish Italiano supervillain Espresso McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that little flamenco riff in there. That's right. I am the international villain Espresso McCarthy. Oh. <laughs> uh, says, will be a sad day when Pete Carroll retires and Skip Bayless doesn't. I yeah. think. Might die in that chair. <laughs> I don't say that to be mean, but he's gonna die in that chair. He'll be live on air during a segment of whatever the heck is his uh his show is. Pardon my not pardon my take. That's 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 barstool. <laughs> uh Victor goes on to say the Cowboys can get to the divisional round, but do but no more than that. And Victor's a Cowboys fan. He sees it. He's a he's a logical. Cowboys fan. No running game. Dak cannot handle high-pressure situations, and the passing game begins and ends with C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. Victor, you said it. Victor, a, a Cowboys fan says it all. He's honest. He's honest about his team. Mm-hmm. Just like we are honest about our teams. And speaking of teams, we're going to take another quick commercial break. When we come back. We'll talk about what we're looking forward to in NFL Week 14. I can give you a hint on my on my side. It's not the New York Jets. Stay tuned for more No Credentials Required. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. Invader Coffee, I bought the Christmas blend set. I'm in, still enjoying after the last couple weeks, the Jolly Java. I'll be moving on to the Christmas cookie crumble next. And then my favorite, which Dustin has to still order me another bag of. Yes. Based yes. on our Battle of the Brian's bet, another bag of bad, bad Santa. Santa. Love it is on my to-do Santa. list, sir. You will be receiving your bag, but I will probably give it to you in person. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Invader Coffee, the best coffee for your hard-earned buck. And again, I, 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 I've said this on the program. 
you or if you order a couple bags of Invader coffee, you might pay a little bit extra for for the shipping, but it's well worth it because it comes within a couple days. I get the whole bean every single time because I love a fresh ground. I love fresh ground beans. It makes a better coffee cup of coffee for me. But if you want, they've got Keurig cups. They've also got ground beans. They got ground beans set if you want to put it in a coffee maker and make it that way. Hey, whatever you're fancy, it's America, baby. But these guys, speaking of America, baby, this is a veteran-owned coffee company. They fought for you and your freedoms. The least you can do is buy some coffee from them. So go to the link in the description. That's our affiliate link. Use promo code BellyUp at checkout. You get 15% off your order, and you get some damn good coffee. And I haven't done this in a while, Dustin, but Invader Coffee, it gets the no credentials required. Uh, Seal of approval. It's good old poppers. He's back. He's back, boys. <laughs> and no, I will not make the sound. Uh, that's still still one of my favorite uh, moments and no credentials required. <laughs> yeah, we had one of your sister's friends make me do it. She's like, what is it? What seal is this? What sound is the seal make? And I made the sound. She's like, oh, I already knew. I just wanted you to hear I just wanted to hear it from you. <laughs> <laughs> she lured you right in there. She lured me right in. <laughs> Darn you, Cole, so cute. Anyway, <laughs> NFL week 14, what we're looking forward to. Most intriguing matchup. Dustin, I'll have you start up with what you're what you have as your most intriguing matchup of this week? My most intriguing matchup of this week is, for me, I would say, you know, I'm looking at this slate and I'm thinking that this colts Bengals matchup is pretty intriguing because I, first of all, we've talked about how the Colts have outperformed expectations and I will have... I will have, I mean, I'm spoiling it for a category later, but I will have my eye on Jake Browning because I'm very interested in the law of averages now. Um, He's had one bad game. He's had one good game. So we got to see what this third game is. And also the Bengals, the Bengals run game was uh, prior to coming into that Monday night uh, victory that they had over the Jaguars. uh, It was a very, it, it wasn't really hitting all the strides. Is this the game that finally got uh, James Mixon going? Because if they can if they can bring balance to their offense, that's going to go a long way in helping Jake Browning. Can the Bengals kind of keep the momentum going from Monday night against a Colts team that is ready to play and they are in the playoff hunt? Yeah. Yeah, this, this Colts team, as I mentioned before, as we talked about in the previous segment, it's they're a team. It's it's I don't know what to say about them. They're they're health. It's a healthy, it's a, it's a, it's a healthy lineup. And even with even with releasing Shaq Leonard, who in the worst kept seeker in free agency went to the Eagles this week, um, it this team is playing on all cylinders and they're playing well. And it, it, Shane Steichen has him on a winning has a bit of a winning streak right now. So. And and I my and I mentioned last week that Zach Moss was my player to watch last week. He had 51 yards. Yeah, it's all right. But you know, Gardner Minshew was the driving force of that offense uh, last week. For me, the most intriguing matchup. It's going to sound odd, but I have my reasons for it. Vikings Raiders in a rematch of Super Bowl something. I can't remember. <laughs> but it was one of the Vikings four la- the one the, the one of the four losses by the Vikings in the Super Bowl. But look, both teams are coming off a of bye week. 
I'm going to be really curious to see how the Vikings are going to figure out their quarterback situation based on the yeah. fact that Josh Dobbs had a terrible, terrible Monday night game last week. I mean, I'm also wondering if the Raiders learned their lesson for after getting absolutely clobbered by Kansas City at home right before their bye. And that was a team that was, I would say they were starting to come back, but they're kind of starting to, to feel it. They're starting to get – Antonio Pierce is doing an outstanding job of coaching this team, making them believe that they can get farther than they already are. And yeah. I think this game, and this is going to be a, an extra week to think about it, if an extra week to uh, really sit and look at tape and see what they're doing wrong, see how they can fix things. And I want to see how this team responds after not only – playing the Dolphins really, really tough in Miami, but then dropping an absolute clunker at home against a division rival. So that's my most intriguing matchup. The next category is Desperation City. I'll lead off with this one. And I'm going Jaguars-Browns. And the reason why I have them in this category is not because they're both at the playoff picture. Jaguars still own one of the home playoff spots as a division leader. The Browns mm-hmm. Still, I think the sixth seed, they're currently the sixth seed in the AFC playoff picture, but I have them here for two reasons. First off, I want to see how the Jags will respond after a pretty demoralizing loss on Monday night, where not only they lose the game, but they almost lost their quarterback for the season. Uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, has a high ankle sprain. That's what they're saying. Uh, But he had to be literally carried off the field. Like, you don't have a cart in in Jacksonville at TIAA Stadium. (laughs) What a crap, man. Yeah. But I want to see how they respond to demoralizing loss. They could have maintained the top seed in the AFC. Unfortunately, they're in second. They dropped to the third seed in that that conference. They lost a quarterback. I want to see if Trevor Lawrence comes back. We'll talk about him in just a moment or two. But I also say the Brent, the secondly, the Browns, they own the sixth seed in the in the playoffs picture. But I wonder how long they're going to stay in the playoff race with all yeah. the injuries that they're experiencing. Amari Cooper went down the concussion last week. They're down to they got Joe Flacco playing quarterback. Now I'm not going to disparage Joe Flacco because of the job he did in, in New York as a member of the Jets, but you had to sign a player who was sitting on his couch. Yeah. a few weeks ago and you had to bring him in because the Sean Watson getting absolutely getting being lost for the season and, and Doreen Thompson, uh, Robinson being lost to Robinson. Yes. Doreen yeah, Thompson, Robinson, yeah. Robinson. God, now, now I'm starting no, to, do you're it. right. Dorian Thompson, Robinson. That's why Dorian he's got Thompson the two Robinson. Yeah. Okay. DTR. Yep. Yeah. He's, yep. he was lost with a concussion and, and PJ Walker being PJ Walker, but <laughs> And and also don't forget Miles Garrett is having some shoulder issues as well. So yes. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of curious to see how long the Browns can keep up this pace. But I wonder if the injuries are starting to get to them. And I wonder if they'll drop out of the playoff picture uh, very, very soon. Dustin, desperation city for you, my friend. Well, we're kind of we're kind of on the same page this week because I have another I have another game where people I think are gonna look at me uh sideways. But I would say Desperation City, it's Bills Chiefs for me. Mm, and both okay. these teams, both these teams, as of now, the Bills are still in the playoff picture. Yep. But they're but they're 500, if I'm not mistaken. They're six and six. They're six and six. Yep. They need to figure some things out in Buffalo. They need 
that because if they lose against the Chiefs, they'll be in some real trouble. And they they just you said it last week, I think. They need to figure out their identity. They're having a real problem figuring out who they are. And I think I think mm-hmm. that you hit the nail right on the head there. But for me, on the other side, there's trouble in Kansas City. So, you know, you 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 say it's Matt Nagy. I think that goes a long way. Um, but like I was saying, Marquette, Marquez Valdez Scantling, he doesn't look like he's on the same page with Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey, we might be starting to see just a little bit of a decline. I think the days of Camelot are 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 they might be coming to an end in Kansas City. Cut to them going on a run. Doing doing great things and you know winning the Super Bowl and then everybody in Kansas City will laugh at me, um, but they need they're a team that to me they they need to get right they need mm-hmm. to get right and they need to do it against a Buffalo Bills team that does have talent so I think both teams are coming into this game hungry for a win for different reasons and I yeah. think they're I I think this could be a good game I think both teams are going to play like it. I just hope it's not our castor oil game of the week. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we're both on the same page here. The Panthers and the Saints. And I don't know if you remember a couple months ago, Dustin, when we talked about the, the NFC South and the AFC South kind of being divisions to watch over the over the course of the season. And I kind of ask you if this is the most fun division watch division race to watch. It's now becoming a circus. But for yeah. entirely different reasons, because this division yeah. is awful. Oh, terrible! Awful. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Yeah. yeah, let me and let me tell you. Last week, I told you Arthur Smith was your best hope for a New York uh, Jets victory, and he did a couple things where I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, he he tried, he tried to help out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and I said I, I was I actually I made an appearance on my buddy uh, Stacy Morgan's podcast, the Morgan Man podcast. And I talked about how I said that the first t- the team that scores either one or two is going to be that was going to be a game when if the team who wins will only score one or two touchdowns. And guess what happened? The yeah. Falcons scored one touchdown. They went up winning that game. And once again, a complete waste of an effort by the New York Jets offense because yeah. it's horrible. But we're not talking about the New York Jets. We're talking about the Panthers and the saints, the Panthers right now are on their way to saying to the bears, here you go. Here's a first, yeah. here's the first overall pick in the draft. Marvin Harrison jr. Is all yours. And the saints are on a slide of their own. Mm-hmm. Who wins? Who cares? <laughs> and I, I'm still shocked. Um, I don't know what the deal is because I always thought that, that Derek Carr got an unnecessary degree of hate from his time in Oakland and, you know, later in his career there, Vegas. But he has just looked – the only way I can describe it, he he doesn't look like he's comfortable in New New Orleans. He looks out of sorts. I I don't know what is up with him, but he was was booed when they put him back in because, of course, they used everybody's favorite gimmick, but you can't argue – you can't argue with it. Uh, Taysom Hill – it annoys me, but he he finds a way to score every single time they do it. When they when they bring him in at running back or they bring him in at tight end, I'm like the ball's going to him. That's what they're going to do. But yeah. he to his credit, he still scores. He's made a career out of it. He'll come in, throw the odd touchdown pass. When Taysom Hill left the game, 
and they put Derek Carr back in. Derek Carr was booed, and then he left this game injured, which led to the Jamison Williams or uh, Jamison Winston experience, um, or Jameis Winston experience. Jeez, but never a dull moment. Ne- never, but this is. I don't know, but this is this does not make for a good mix. This game is going to be a tough watch. Yeah, thank God for red zone. Thank <laughs> God for red zone and Scott Hansen. Yeah. And I, oh, I forgot to talk about last week how he was. They were they were doing the, they had to evacuate the building and. Uh, oh yeah, the alarm Angeles. went off. Yeah. The alarm went off during the last and and, and they were just wrapping up. The last game where I had to go right to the you had to, you had to go into go, go to Fox to watch the rest of the Bills and Eagles game, but yeah, Scott Hansen, thank God, th- T's and P's. <laughs> I'm glad you survived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> survived. yeah. Player to watch in Week 14. Before we wrap things up, Dustin, who's your player to watch in Week 14? You well, kind of alluded to it, but yeah, explain yourself a little bit. I'll more. be real quick. As I said earlier in the show, it's the law of averages. It's going to be the Bengals quarterback. Um, because he's had one good game. He's had one bad game. We got to see how old Jake Browning does in this game against a very good Colts team. And let's not forget, I got to I gotta take my hat off to Gardner Minshew this year uh, because I didn't think he could have them – he could he could keep them afloat like this after after Richardson went down. I thought I thought it was over for them, but uh, Jake Browning is the quarterback I'll be keeping an eye on this week. How about you? Yep. I've got my eye on Trevor Lawrence because I want to see if he now. I understand he's rehabbing as fast as possible to get back on the field on Sunday against Cleveland, and that game's going to be in Cleveland, so uh, gotta watch out there. Mm-hmm. But I want to see how his ankle responds if he can get on the field because it's only, like I said, it's only a high ankle sprain. Those things are a pain in the rear, uh, coming from somebody who's had ankle problems all his life. And if he's not ready, the Jaguars will have to go to CJ Beathard. Oof. Guess what Oof. his record is as a starter in the NFL? I don't know, but I've seen him play on the 49ers and it wasn't good. So I'm going to say it's not good. He's two and ten as a career starter in the NFL. That's why he's a backup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they'll have to bring in uh Canadian Wonderkind Nathan Rourke as his backup. Uh if if uh if uh Trevor Lawrence can't play. So I'm I want to see if he's gonna play this week uh against would, would I think it's, it's like I guess it's my game to watch this week, or it's it's desperation city game to watch, but I'll have my eye on it during red zone. And before we wrap up things here, we're going to take one more trip to the comments section. Uh, Victor says, I can see Emperor Ski, ski Up Bayless, faceless <laughs> of the Moronic Republic. <laughs> uh, Wonko says that the cast, his caster oil game of the week is Broncos Chargers. I got to push back a little bit because the Broncos are playing better. They almost won last week against Houston. They almost came back and won. won. So Broncos are playing better. Although... Uh, I will say that uh, he does say that's gone to say this chargers find boring new ways to be irrelevant season after season. And yes, it's because true. of their head coach, the one oh. that, that wonderful magician, Brandon Staley, who can find ways to make leads disappear. Yeah. And maybe that's what Wonko saying is that the Broncos will end this game early. So then you'll, then you'll just have to sit there. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to put words in his mouth here. 
Yeah, and if it's in the, if the game's at SoFi Stadium, they'll have more Broncos fans in this crowd than they have Chargers fans. Uh, he also says, thank you, guys. Great show. Looking forward to the next one. Hey, we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week to, for more of uh, – to recap NFL Week 14 and talk about Week 15 or what's coming up. So uh, so I believe we'll be back same time, same place, next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Yeah. So we're going to wrap things up here. Thanks for watching or listening, but we just want to remind you about our social media channels right down below Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at no creds, REQ, Facebook.com forward slash no creds, REQ, YouTube.com forward slash at no creds, REQ. If you wouldn't mind, please like comment, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your enemies about this show <laughs> on the podcast side. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcast, Spotify, Spreaker, Google play, wherever you podcast, Rate and review the show. Five stars is the number of stars to rate. And if you're on a platform where you can review, please leave us a review. We may even read it on the air. Thank you for tuning in to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Billy Up Sports in association with Guys in the Media. My name's Ryan McCarthy. For Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. We'll see you here next week on another installment of No Credentials Required. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Stop going forward on fourth down all the time, please. (laughs) Don't go full Aaron Boone.